0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. I I want to speak today about being different. You ever seen some people that are different, and we kind of look at them and say, don't worry about it, they're a bit different. You know, and and what we're saying actually is they're a bit strange. But I believe that for a normal Christian life, I think we are a little bit different. I want to take our lesson this morning or our sermon this morning and I want to call it Living Different or Live Cold. In the, the first epistle of Peter, here Peter is speaking in troubled times to marginalized people. I don't know if you know, but 50% of the Roman Empire back in those days, there were slaves of some sort. There were bond slaves, there were you know ordinary slaves, there were slaves that were working for people for their food, and you know, so they had agreement, but 50%. Of the empire were slaves. And for many of them, their outer freedoms were curtailed. But I want to tell you even though outer freedoms may be curtailed, you are responsible for your inner freedom. That is always our choice. And here in the midst of all of this, Peter is beginning to speak to people. And this is what I love about the Word of God. It was relevant 2,000 years ago, and, and it's still relevant today. Peter speaks to the believers to think different. You see, if, if we, today, if we desire a better life, you've got to think different. You've got to think different about things and people, circumstances and possessions, and mainly yourself. Do you know that you are your biggest blessing and you can be your your biggest enemy? Just by the way that we think. Peter is is speaking to these people that are, you know, in in a slave environment. And he's saying, you know, you you may have Caesar, you may have your soldiers, and you, you may have so many things that are limiting your freedoms. But he says, don't forget this. In 1 Peter 2 and verses 9 and 10, he says, remember this, you are a chosen generation. I wanna declare that upon your life today that you are a chosen generation, that God knew that you'd be alive in this season. And he says also that you're a royal priesthood. Am I a priest? Yeah, the New Testament says that you're a priest. It doesn't mean that you kind of get up and lead in, you know, the, the, the messages. But a priest is someone who has contact with God. So you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. What are you? You're a holy nation. And then he goes on to say, his own special people. Okay, why am I chosen? Why am I a royal priesthood? Why am I a holy nation, people? Why am I a special people? That you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Hey, very important point here. You are called. You are called. I was speaking to some people this week and I was just getting my head around the message and I said, you are called. And they said, no, no, I feel quite warm actually. They thought I said cold. But cold, C-A-L-L-E-D. It goes on to say that once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Hey, we can never say we are nothing, we are no one, because God calls us His people. Even though He'll speak into Israel, He is speaking to us today. Once you have not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. If you've experienced the grace of God and the blessing of God, you get the mercy of God with it. 1 Peter 2.5, it says, more than that, you are living stones. You've been built together into a spiritual house. This is why I love the church. Hey, it's, it's all been cool at home in, 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 a, in our season of, you know, three months and not being a church. But I tell you what, as you begin to come back, you begin to appreciate that it's not just about coming to a building. It's like it's living stones. I, I, I fit somewhere in here and, and we are a spiritual house. We're a holy priesthood to offer up. Spiritual sacrifice is acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So, we don't come here today and offer up sheep or lambs or bullocks. No, we offer up spiritual sacrifice. What is that? It's the fruit of our lips. It's our praise. It's our lives that we are a living sacrifice. And we offer it to God, holy and acceptable before Him. I want to declare to you today, you are called. Who are you? You are the called of God. To be called is that you feel strongly to be someone or to do something. And the Bible says that you've been called with a high and holy call. You see, when we talk about being called, we can relate to David, King David. You know, when Samuel went to anoint David, all of his brothers came and Samuel said, the person I'm looking for is not here. And they said, oh, no, we've got David. He just looks after the sheep. He's a bit of a, you know, he's a bit different. And they said, bring him. And the Spirit of God said, hey, anoint him. He is, he is the called of God. David. Hey, he was ignored by family, but called by God. Isaiah, you know, God called him to be a prophet, and he said, "Whoa, woe is me? He said, I can't do that. I, you know, I swear a bit, I curse a bit. I, I can't do that." He said, I, I, "My lips are not clean. I live amongst people who are not clean. I don't know how I can do that." Then there was Moses. God called Moses to deliver Israel, and Moses said, hey, "I'm not eloquent." I can't speak. But God called him to leave Israel out of Egypt. When God put his hand upon King Saul to be king, he said, oh man, who am I? Gideon. God put his hand to deliver, you know, Israel. And he... Gideon said, I'm the the least in my father's house. I'm nothing. Go and choose someone else. And God said to him, you are a mighty man of valor. When God called Samuel to be the prophet in Israel, he didn't even know the voice of God. And you see, boy, how does God get people that are so seemingly reluctant to become what they need to be? I believe it's the call of God. Then you got the 12 apostles that were called of God. And just let me say to you today, because I'm going somewhere with this, that every person that experienced the call of God upon their life to be someone or to do something, they all had their challenges and they all had their excuses as we do. I guarantee if I went round this morning and just said, are you called? Yeah, but don't feel up to it. Ah, yeah, but I'm, you know, know, my family. Ah, yeah, but I, I haven't been educated. Or do you know my story? And my question this morning is, to myself and to all of us, how many callings are still in our lives? How many God promptings have come to us, and because we think we're not equal to it, or because we feel we couldn't do it, we don't do it. One Corinthians one twenty six to thirty one reads like this: He says, "For you, for you see your calling, brethren. Here again, he's talking to every believer. You see your calling. Not many wives, according to the flesh. Not many mighty." Not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things that despise. God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in His presence. You know what God wants? It doesn't matter if you're smart. Doesn't matter if you feel you're not smart. Doesn't matter if you're educated or you're not educated. God calls you just where you are. And if He does something in your life and you sit back and just say, Wow, how did that happen? What do we automatically do? We give God all the glory. Because He has done it. And He says, I don't want any flesh to glory in my presence, but of Him you are in Christ Jesus, who become to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification. Big words. We're set apart. And redemption, that as it is written, He who glories, let Him glory in the Lord. I want to encourage you today, don't be ashamed of your success. Hey, give God all the glory. Don't be ashamed of where you are in life. Give God all the glory. We are on a journey. Why? Because He has called us. Now, I just want you to note this today, that He calls us out of which is lower to that which is higher. Everywhere God is, He wants to lift you. Wants to lift you high. We have the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. God's call will lift you higher and take you further than you could ever imagine. Why? So that He gets all the glory. When I talk about the call of God, it's it, it can play with our heads a little bit because you say, how do I take the call of God from my Mondays to my Saturdays? Because we can think on Sunday, I've come and I've, and I've done my thing and 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 that's it for the week, but Monday to Saturdays, where does God fit in? You know, I've got work to do. It's okay for Pastor John. He's called to be a pastor and he gets out there and he pastors. But, you know, here we have the apostle Paul. He was a tent maker, but he wrote most of the New Testament. We have the, the apostles who were fishermen. They were taxmen. They were doctors. They were politicians, zealot. It doesn't mention all the areas of their careers. But I want you to hear this verse because in Exodus, when Moses was about to build the tabernacle, he needed people that were excellent in their craft, excellent in their work. Then it says this in Exodus 31, one to five. Then the Lord said to Moses saying, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. Now listen, I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. I want to tell you, in your work, God has called you to be the best you can. Ah, one day when I'm not working, you know, and I get out there and I can really work for God. I want to suggest today that you are called to be where you are and let's do the best where we are. I have filled Him with the Spirit in wisdom, understanding and knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works and to work in gold, silver and bronze in cutting of jewels setting in carving in wood to work in all manner of workmanship I want to tell you there's callings that come to each one of us the calling is not just for pastors I want to tell you to be a pastor you need to be called but to do what you're doing, you need to be called. Each one is called to do what you do. Called to glorify God in what you do. If you're a parent, man, you're called to be a parent, a grandparent. You know, in your workplace, whatever you do, you are called by God. How do I live called? How do I live different? Number one, our calling is in the fellowship with Jesus. Faithful is He. God is faithful by whom you are called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Number one calling in life. Come on, you've been called into fellowship with Jesus. God is to be trusted. The God who called you to have fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And you might say, well, what is fellowship? Fellowship, it's a relationship with a person or people you have a shared interest with what? Are, what are called people? It's, it's a relationship with a person or people you share a interest with, and that can be on the natural. You, your friends, and you're where you have fellowship. But it's because you got a shared interest. How do you get to know someone? It, it, you've got to want to. You, you've got to be willing to sacrifice time and things to get to know someone. You've got to have the shared interest. How do we get to know Jesus? Oh, you've got to want to. You've got to be willing to sacrifice the time. You've got to have the shared interest that we have. You know, that we're interested in what He's interested because He's interested in what you're interested in. And I know something about Jesus. The more you get to know Him, the more you love Him. 1 Thessalonians five twenty four. Faithful is He who calls you. He wants to fellowship with you. Number two, we are called to be saints. (laughs) When I was looking at this and I saw the word called and I saw the word saints, I just said, Wow, who's he speaking? I'll tell you the scripture. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 2, it says, To the church of God, which is at Corinth, or you could say at Liverpool, to those who are sanctified, set apart in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. There you have it, black and white with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. <clears> he <throat> said, John, you're doing okay. That's put a lot of pressure in me. You want me to be a saint? Doesn't this lift you? You know, He calls us to a higher calling. And that's not you trying to be my, like me or you know, or me trying to be like you—we just compare ourselves to God. And I hear the word "saint," I just say, "Whoa, my wife has never called me a saint. I have never known any of my staff people to call me a saint." And you look in the definition, and it's worse—one who has been recognized for having exceptional degree of holiness, or likeness, or closeness to God. But and all that's true, but a saint is is someone who is just set apart. They're called for God. We are saints by our connection with a holy Jesus. And if we're walking with Him and be holy as He is holy, and it's not about the do's and don'ts, it's about following the, the pattern of the Holy Spirit within your life. It's a word that states our position in Christ, but we work it out in our daily lives. I dare you, I double dare you, Call yourself a saint. Number three, we're called to have a sense of identity. I've got a driver's license and sometimes I use that as an ID. I have a passport and sometimes I use that as an ID. I've got a birth certificate, can you believe? And I've got the original and it's an ID. If these IDs are stolen, they can cause a lot of pain. They can draw money out of your account. They can kind of get documents. And you just think, wow, if if my identification is stolen, there is great pain, and that is true. But they are not you. They are just pretending. And I believe that we should always protect our identity. You see, well, what is your identity? Your identity, forget about being stolen. Forget about your you've and all your other IDs. Your identity is your values. Your identity is your beliefs. Your identity is your personality. That's your identity. Some people say, oh man, that, that person, man, they've got integrity. Good identity. And you might say, how do you get a... a, a Your your identity because we look at Facebook and we just think, or or Instagram, and man, we see people at their best, but we live live in our worst, and and you just kind of think, Oh, I wish I was like that. And and we we live our life in wish and comparing, and and wonder why we feel so insecure. But there's a little secret here in Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, and it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. I've got a little secret for you today. You who are called by God, just keep looking to Jesus. Have within your heart that you just want to grow in favor with God. I just know over my life when I've tried to, you know, please man, please people, that I'd compromise my relationship with God. I just just live to please God. That doesn't please all people, but I've got to live with God. You, I can walk away from. But I want to see my identity firmly established in God. So I desire to grow in favor with Him. Lord Jesus, how should I respond? I'm called by God. I'm a child of God. Come on, find God and you'll find you. Serve God, begin to function in your abilities and those things and you'll find God and you'll find what God wants you to do. Why? Because you are God. It doesn't matter how you feel today, how insignificant, where you feel that you've got no money, you've got no status. I want to tell you today, you are called by the mighty hand of God and He will take you higher and He'll lift you higher and take you further than you could ever dream. Number four, you're called to make God famous where you are. Oh, one day, (laughs) Uh, if you're living one day, you'll wake up one day and you're old. If you're living one day, you'll get around to do something, you'll wake up one day and you'll be dead. Don't know how you work that out, but you know what I mean. 1 Corinthians 7, 17 to 21 reads like this. But God has distributed to each one as the Lord has called each one. Hear that? God has given to each one as He's called each one. You're an individual. There's no one like you on the planet. Praise God. So as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. As I ordained in all the churches. Was anyone called while circumcised? Jeez. Okay. Let him not become uncircumcised. Was anyone called while uncircumcised? Let him be circumcised. That was a big deal 2,000 years ago. Because then he says this, circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. But keeping the commandments of God is what matters. And sometimes we can look at the peripheral things in life, or this is religious and this is what we should do. But he says, hey, what's so important as a called person is that we keep the commandments of God. That's what matters. And it says, let each one remain in the same calling to which he was called. Come on, doesn't that release you today? Sometimes I think, oh man, if I wasn't in my job, if I wasn't doing the, you know, a stuck at home house, mom, or whatever. Hey, God says, hey, just relax in the area that you're in. And then He goes to you further. Were you called to be a slave? Were you called while a slave? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can be made free, hey, get out of that. And in this verse, Here God is referring to your vocations and situations in life and your careers. And I want to declare upon you today in your marriage, in your parenting, in your work, in your social areas, but let's look at our work. Live for God in the job. Be the best you can. Go to work for the for the glory of God, you know, I've worked all my life since I was 14 and a half. Man, sometimes I've had bad bosses, good bosses. Sometimes I've had good people to work with, bad people to work with. But I've tried to do everything for the glory of God. Colossians three seventeen. this verse will help you. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Just let me put a little footnote. If you feel called to ministry, prepare yourself. Keep serving. Stay humble. It's God who promotes the timing, etc. Talk to to mature people who are doing what you feel that you should be doing. But each one is called. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We hear about them in the Old Testament. Man, they were influential in their area of expertise they're in the government areas and those kind of things but they just kept living for God, they knew they were called by God and one stage they got you know, hey into the fiery furnace doesn't matter, God can get us out of there, we're living for God I want to encourage you today live called thanks again for joining us If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at InspireChurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.